From Portland, it's the Fox 12 Weather Podcast. This week, the team recaps the first winter storm of the season, packing wind, rain, and landslides. They'll also take a look at some cooler weather ahead. Now here they are, Brian McMillan, Mark Nelson, Jeff Forgeron, and Ann Campolongo. Hey everybody, welcome to the Fox 12 Weather Podcast. This is episode 15, and we're coming to you after our first big storm of the winter, finally here in the middle part of January. I'm meteorologist Brian McMillan with meteorologist Ann Campolongo. We're hanging out in the studio. Hey Ann. Hey Brian. We also got meteorologist Jeff Forgeron. Hey Jeff. Hey BMAC. And meteorologist Mark Nelson. Hey, Mark. Hey, BMAC. And Jeff and Mark are coming to you from home, but through the magic of computers, we're all able to talk to each other still. Uh, Good stuff. Hey, guys, let's get right to it. We have lots to talk about. Let's get to our local headlines. The news headlines are next. Here's what's happening right now. All right, guys, so we had our first big winter storm of the season, and it wasn't the kind that brought you snow and ice this was a lot of rain and a lot of wind as well, including some uh, powerful la- landslides in the area, especially out there in the Columbia River Gorge. The Dodson area was hit with a major landslide. Uh, one woman is still missing. Uh, rescuers are out there still searching for her and her car after a landslide uh, presumably took out her car while she was driving and it reached all the way down to I-84, closed the highway, closed the exit out that direction for, well, it's been days now. This all happened uh, early Tuesday morning. Let's let's get into this a little bit because, Mark, I know you uh, covered a landslide in the same area after the 1996 floods. Yeah, that is so sad. I mean, you know, somebody's just driving along the freeway, rainy, stormy night, and all of a sudden, you know, runs into a mudslide or the mudslide runs into her. So just one of those chance things. But uh, yeah, uh, back in 1996, remember we had the huge flood. That's the last time we had a really big flood uh, west of the Cascades where lots of rivers were flooding. There were mudslides all over the place. And I remember one morning going to work, I was doing the morning shift, and uh in the area I was in, the Corbett area, I went down one way, there was a mudslide on that road. Then there was another road that had a sign that said, you know, slide ahead, road closed. I tried, didn't work. I remember it, it was getting weird to where you couldn't move around much because there were so many slides. So, um, yeah, and in the Dodson, Warndale area, there were, there were multiple slides that went right across the freeway. I think they pushed the train office tracks as well. I could be wrong. But, um, yeah, it, it was a big slide. So that is an area that gets lots of slides, Brian. Yeah, and, and in that particular area, uh, and we talked about this a lot on the on the uh, on the news shows as well. Uh, it's very very steep there. We're talking like three thousand to four thousand foot kind of I guess cliffs or hills right there mm-hmm. butted up against that area. And with that, uh, up in the higher elevations, spots like North Fork, which is actually just south east of Dodson had almost 10 inches of rain uh, since wow. Monday evening. And, and it was just an incredible amount of rain over the course of about two and a half days there. And the the, the little town of Dodson there, uh, over five inches of rain. So it just shows you how much just dumped on that area. And when you have those steep hillsides and you get that much rain, all that water has to go somewhere. You know what I remember of the 96 flood was we had had two weeks or so of heavy low elevation snow. By that I mean it kept brushing Portland. We had a little bit in Portland, but I, I clearly remember, I've never forgotten this fact, that I, I was cross-country skiing up on the west slopes of the Cascades at only the 2,000 foot elevation. 
Okay, there's no snow at that elevation right now. And it was up to my thigh, I measured 21 inches of snow. And that was pretty much all gone after the flood. So imagine like double the rain we had these last few days. Then you add on two to three feet of snow that melted. Some of the other locations, uh, well, here around the metro area, yeah, we had a lot of rain. I mean, we had about two and a half inches in Portland, up there in Scappoose, a little over three inches. Down towards Salem, we had over two inches as well. Nothing compared to what we saw out there in the Columbia River Gorge, though, and out along the coast, because they, they had uh, several inches out those directions, including, uh, check out some of these numbers, uh, at June Lake, up in the Cascades, almost 10 inches of rain those that's what the biggest number that we found here across the state and out in the coast range haskins dam had 8.6 inches so this was a massive soaker and not only did it impact you know the the, the landslides that we saw here around town there were many we also uh, saw a big impact to the mountain as well jeff i know you have those numbers yeah we uh we had a decent snowpack going into the atmospheric river vent i believe that it was just below where we should be for early to mid-January in terms of snowpack up on Mount Hood. Um, so pri- I, I remember prior to the atmospheric river hitting, we had just over 100 inches of snow on the ground at Timberline. Um, we had below that at Mount Hood Meadows, but healthy snow. And then um, after the atmospheric river, we lost about 8 to 12 inches of snow at our various ski resorts on Mount Hood, and that also includes down at Mount Bachelor's Ski Resort. Um, so that is roughly about 10 to 12% of the snow that was on the ground, lost due to rain, due to the high elevation uh, rain event. And then uh, that dropped the percentage or the, the amount, basically the National Water and Climate Center reports what our normal snowpack is or what our percentage of the snowpack is at. And we've dropped to 68% of the normal snowpack on Mount Hood uh, for January 14th. So we've really seen the number drop off. And just looking at the forecast for the next five to seven days, um, we don't have a lot of snow coming to the Cascades. Now, I know that that could change late January, early February. And I know Mark's going to kind of look into the um, the long-term forecast or discuss that. But it's not a a good thing right now. Uh, and, And on top of that, the ski resorts, I think all of them closed on Tuesday. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So. I wouldn't have wanted to ski at all that. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, uh, you know, we had a you know, had a coworker come in. I think it was Sunday, and uh, it was one of our coworkers coworkers, and she said, "Hey, we're really excited because three of us are going to go skiing on Tuesday. It's going to be great." And I said, <laughs> "Ooh, yeah." And I'm just imagining the sheets of rain with a with an atmospheric river. And I said, "You know what? Out of all the days this week to ski, how about Monday or Wednesday?" And then, you know, you guys, the problem with Wednesday was a bunch of power outages up on Mount Hood. Right. Yeah. So I know Ski Bowl, I think, was not able to open yesterday. Uh, they were hoping to open today. And then Timberline, you know, they must have been running on a generator because they only had one or two lifts available because of the wind yesterday at Timberline. So, uh, yeah, that's that wind uh, did a real number on the power issues as well. And speaking of wind, I know Ann has a look at some of those numbers because, uh, yeah, not only did we have that heavy rain, we also had the wind too, right, Ann? Yeah, that's right. Uh, The biggest issue that we had really was uh, late Tuesday night into early, early Wednesday morning. So we're talking between maybe 11 p.m. and 1 a.m. or so. That's when we saw the strongest wind gusts. And, you know, what was unusual about this was as the front came through, it was just a straight westerly wind. Uh, which we typically don't see here in the metro area. So that coupled with, of course, the saturated ground uh, made it easy for, you know, trees, limbs to come down 
uh, power outages, as we mentioned. But, you know, highest gusts up to about 55 miles per hour down in Happy Valley. PDX had a gust of 47, which is, I believe, our uh, strongest gust, at least so far this winter. And I think, and you can correct me, Mark. Yeah, for several years now, one of our strongest gusts that we've seen. Um, And then, yeah, you know, we were forecasting anywhere between about 30 to 40 mile per hour wind gusts here in the metro area. And most of us were around that, but we definitely had isolated, you know, higher wind gusts late Tuesday night into Wednesday morning. Yeah, that was right with that. That cold front was really sharp. You could see it on radar. It was like a little line that went through, but um, yeah, and and nailed it. It was like a big push of west wind. And typically with those speeds that we saw, even with a few spots gusting to 50, we wouldn't have uh, you know, almost 100,000 PGE outages. And we still have quite a few people still out of power today. I know in my area, there's still people that do not have power and we're heading towards day two. I mean, it's the second day with no power. So that was unusual. I think you're right in that the westerly direction is what did it plus that saturated soil. I'm trying to think the longest I ever have been without power in my house, I think was four days back in the inaugural day storm uh, when I was living up in the uh, Seattle area back, was that 1994? Three. Is that right? 93, 93, yeah. Okay, yeah, when Bill Clinton was inaugurated. and Oh, uh, you I had to go to politics, our, our... didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> you had to go to politics right there, Brian. Keep that politics out of this podcast. <laughs> I just Keep remember how much fun it was as a kid, you know, having having the power out. But now that I think back on it, my parents probably didn't think it was all, <laughs> all that fun. Exactly. But we had no power for four days. Uh, as far as the rain goes, too, this was something of note. We had on Wednesday almost two inches of rain, 1.94 inches of rain. That was the wettest day in over three years. You have to go back to October of 2017 where we had a little over two inches. So this was, uh, yeah, this was something. You know, there's you know, something else I just ran into um in the last couple hours here, I have a, a friend down that I grew up with down in the Mount Angel area, actually kind of northeast of Mount Angel. And uh, he showed a picture of a large stand of trees that was blown down as that front passed. And, and I remember those trees when I was growing up there. And he said this is the first time they've had such damage. And he said there was quite a bit of damage in an area from Brooks to Mount Angel down towards Silverton, but a small area. And when I looked at the radar, somebody posted it online in a, in a Facebook group. And you could see, boy, there was almost like a little bow in the line. So I wonder if there were some, some spots that had higher speeds that were not caught by an anemometer. Now, as, as far as like when we're recording this podcast, which here is on Thursday evening, the 50-year-old woman who uh, was swept away by that landslide has still not been found in her car. They're trying to dig th- right now through what they're calling 10 to 12 feet of mud, just an incredible amount of mud. And it's really hard stuff to work in. A lot of the rescuers have never worked in that those kind of conditions. Because think about it. I mean, you, if you step in something like that, you're also sinking down. So they have to get some bulldozers out there make sure that the, the hillside is stable as well. It's just really rough conditions to try and, uh, you know, a search for somebody or something out there in, in 10 to 12 feet of mud. I can't even imagine. It's been such a wet January so far. I just looked at pdx and salem i know that our foothill communities have seen a lot more rain in our mountain locations but uh, pdx has picked up about five and a half inches of rain first half of january and salem is approaching seven inches of rain um so you can you can imagine it's possible that we maybe downplayed the saturation that was already going on in the soil i we've mentioned it a few times but um but it, we've had a ton of rain, and so having that atmospheric river on top of what was already 
what had already fallen, I'm sure contributed to the power outages, the landslides, etc. And you know, Jeff, I do remember back more than five years ago talking about yeah. over on the air, like, oh, it's pretty saturated. It's going to be easy uh, for trees to fall because of that, those conditions. And the weather service would issue a wind advisory even when we knew the gusts would only be 40. So I think because we've had two dry winters, and actually it was really dry in, what, 13, 14, 14, 15, um, I think we kind of got out of that mindset, and you're, you're totally right, and I would forgotten about that, or at least it wasn't front of mind. So we got to remember when it's really wet, wind, especially if it comes from an odd direction, could be quite a bit more damaging than we expect. And, you know, now that we're done with that, uh, moving on here for the rest of the week and on into the weekend, and even most of next week looks pretty darn nice, actually, more dry than wet. Uh, just wrapped up the forecast here, and, and only, we only have a couple of days where we'll see some light showers, and that's pretty much it. So we're getting a nice little break from all this heavy rain. But over the past well, week or so, we've been getting a little excited because we've been looking even farther ahead, hoping for something, some snow maybe here in the metro area, some colder weather. we got to get the colder weather first. I mean, it's been in the 50s for what seems like weeks now. So looking ahead, Mark, what are we looking at here as colder air pushes its way back into the region? Oh, Brian has teed it up for us. Uh, very exciting. You said snow, didn't you? <laughs> I said the S word. I did. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so you got to be uh, careful. You got to be careful about that word in in the newsroom. I think I may have said it too loud, Ann. We're going to start to see the producers running in here any yeah. second. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the you know what? The first thirteen days of this month. Ending yesterday, uh, warmest in 27 years in Portland. I mean, the warmest wow. first 13 days since the mid-90s. Same thing at Pendleton. And Redmond, the first 13 days of the month are the warmest in 60 years. So, yes, it has been warm. So, what do we see? Well, we've kind of had this ridging over us, or, or at least, I mean, even when we have the um, atmospheric river, we have weak upper-level ridging, which is higher than normal heights over us. And we have systems come through that, and we can still get a bunch of rain, but they're warm systems, right? Or at least warmer than average. And that's what we've been seeing. Well, it looks like that big ridge, and we're all seeing it, is going to kind of back off, move to the west a bit, and we'll see if it amplifies again way out in the eastern Pacific. But um, this is over the next week this will happen, and it's most noticeable the latter half of next week. So we're talking like the 20th, 21st, 22nd. Um, the big question is, do we get quite a flow of air coming in from the northwest, a bunch of troughs dropping down with weather systems that would give us, you know, snow for sure in the foothills? But big question, will it go lower than the foothills? What do you guys think? You know, Brian mentioned that we haven't had any snow on the Sylvan Hill on the West Hills yet. We haven't. Um, it's so, ridiculous. Yeah, that's the crazy thing. So uh, we're due, and I... I I think if you look at all the ensembles, they're really hinting at it at this point. They've been doing it for a handful of days now, so I I'm feeling pretty confident that we're going to start getting we're going to start getting close here. Oh, Jeff is confident. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I'll tell you this: in my in my professional judgment, watching this all these years, I think something is up for this last week of January. We're talking somewhere beyond the 23rd through the 31st. I think I think we're going to have some snow and cold uh excitement of some sort. I got my How eye on the 25th out. and 26th. That's what I got my eye on right now. Yeah, nobody has comp time or vacation days between the 23rd and the 31st, right? We're all on. It's right? all hands on deck, yeah. right? All hands on deck. You are going to think, breathe, and eat weather. <laughs> 
So here's the deal. You know, I'm still I'm still skeptical because I feel like uh, I feel like we've been burned so many times uh, with with this sort of thing here over the past two years, with especially with last year being such a dud. I don't know. We'll see as we get closer. I'm not sold yet. I'll tell you this: that not at this moment, no operational models. And when we say operational, like you know, a, a full resolution model run, like the Euro or the GFS or the Canadian. At this moment, none of them show a big Arctic blast coming up in the next two weeks. But they all have different versions of little weather systems dropping down the BC coast, maybe. And lots of those, what we call ensemble members, do show snow making it possibly into the valley. Here's an example. I wrote it down. Um, the European Ensemble has 51 members. In the next two weeks, 18 of those 51 members produce like actual snow probably down here in Portland. So what's that? Eh, just under 50%. And then for Salem, it's 9 out of 51. So it's like, eh. When I start seeing it up around 50% of the Ensemble members are showing something, I think, oh, okay, something's probably going to happen. We just don't know the details of how it's going to play out till a few days ahead of time. And the GFS, it's about half the members have some sort of snow over Salem in the next two weeks down in the valley. So same thing with the Euro or with the um, Canadian. So I think something is up. I think something exciting is going to happen. And as we all know, the news people will get excited, even if we've got snow just coming to the top of the West Hills. Yep. So I think, I think snow at the top of the West Hills will probably happen at some point in the next two weeks. Jeff and Ann, have you guys been here for like actual decent snow yet? Uh, I lived in the West Hills for the first year and a half I was here. So we got a few snows, but decent. Uh, no, no. Okay. Yeah, I'd agree. How about you? No, I just remember, um, we were talking about this the other day, the first winter I was here, which I believe was January, 2017. That's when we got snow and I had to work. Um, it was before Jeff was here and I worked GDO and I was outside in the snow, but it wasn't like, you know, crippling the city, nothing like what you guys got beforehand. So not really. Well, we I, need one. We need one for you guys. Yeah, we do. I, yeah. I just, I love this collective reverse psychology. Like, oh, it's it's not going to happen. You know, we think of it as, you know what? Because everybody's on the same page, I think it's going to happen. Oh, I think Jeff, I love your up. positivity, Jeff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great. So, we, you know, I think we can clearly tell people that are listening, hey, between now and next Friday, we're probably in the clear. We don't see anything really specific. But yeah. sometime Friday or beyond, a little over a week from now, we could be talking about snow down very low. If not in the foothills, maybe lower. And I will say, uh, even if we don't get snow, it will be noticeably cool- colder. I mean, all of the yes. uh, all of the models are agreeing on that. It's gonna be it's gonna be much cooler than we've been here. We're not talking mid fifties anymore. We're talking you know low forties coming up here as we get into. Uh, perhaps the following weekend, not this weekend, but the next one and, and beyond. So, We've had so little frost and freezing at night, over the, especially this month. I mean, December we had some frost and freezing, but uh, for example, my chicken water, I always talk about that because I have exposed pipes that go out, you know, to the chicken coop. And um, <laughs> I haven't had, I haven't turned them off at all yet this year, which is, I've never waited till late January to do that. Wow. Mark, being the veteran meteorologist that you are, all these kids that are, work, are you know, doing school from home, Let's say there is a bona fide snow day. Will you give them your blessing to take school off? I think so, because you know what? Uh, remember that big storm we had back east? What was it, about three weeks ago? Or was it before Christmas? I forget. But we had the snowstorm back east, and I saw one school district in Pennsylvania said, you know what? It's been so tough this past year. We're getting three feet of snow. Yes, we could do school today because it's online, but 
nope, everybody gets a snow day. Go have fun out in the snow. That's so the I way it should be right yeah. there. That yeah. is what should happen, yes. I think. Yeah. I thought that was great. If that happens, if we actually get a real snow, you know, snow, I'm doing air quotes, snowstorm, like four mm-hmm. inches. Yeah, it would be nice if schools just say, okay, everybody gets a snow day. Go enjoy it. Everybody yeah. go play in it. Yeah. Can I have a snow day too, Mark, if, uh, <laughs> if it snows? Denied. well good stuff this will be important to pay attention to the forecast coming up here over the course of the next week you should always pay attention to it but especially coming up here as we could get into some colder winter weather i love saying that love hearing about it too i should say make sure to subscribe to this on apple Podcasts because what we're going to do here before uh, big events, especially if we see something coming or maybe even during, we're going to do shorter podcasts that kind of update you on what we're thinking. And those will drop onto your phone a lot faster. If you're subscribed, you'll be able to see the notice there and you'll be able to hear kind of a little more detail of what we think is going to happen. A little more, we could put a little more time into it than what we actually can do on TV. Cause what, what do we get? Three minutes at most on TV here exactly. and there. Yeah. 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 So, Oh, but don't you worry. We get like eight segments every hour when it snows. That's right. You're right. <laughs> we all know that. Right about that. So, uh, yes, everybody be careful <laughs> out there. Enjoy this week of, sunshine mixed with clouds maybe a little bit of fog and light rain in the in the mix but uh we're not seeing any storms ahead here for at least the next seven days uh take care of yourselves and we'll see you next week do you have a weather question call 503-548-6484 and leave a message it could be featured on a future episode if you haven't already subscribe to the fox 12 weather podcast on apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts head to kptv.com for the latest forecast and weather information for your area